0: this is the clydesdale fitness and friends thank you so much for joining us make sure you hit that like subscribe and notifier button so you can be aware whenever a new episode is available also leave a comment and a review we would really appreciate that and now off to this week's episode of the clydesdale fitness and friends hey everybody we are back with the Clydesdale fitness and friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I'm the Clydesdale. We love to do fitness. And these are my friends. We have Ariel and Dylan Lowen. Always a pleasure to catch up with them. How are you guys doing?
1: Great. How are you?
0: I am awesome. I'm good. Um, Ariel, you gave us a scare this year.
2: I did. I gave myself a scare, but in the best way possible. <laughs> because of the outcome.
0: True, true. But you had to go, hi, Blakely.
1: Hey, Blakely, can you say hi? Can you wave your hand?
0: (laughs) So we have a third person joining us tonight. Yeah, this is my
2: daughter, Blakely. She's three years old.
0: Three years old. Man, Mm -hmm. I feel really old now. (laughs) (laughs) So, I want to talk about let let's 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 walk through this. Right, a lot of people are comparing your story to a fairy tale, right, right. Um, and in the fairy tale of Cinderella, the clock strikes twelve and the story's over. But in your story, you actually had a really good off season. You went to Rogue. You went to Wadapalooza, you podiumed at Wadapalooza. And so the fairy tales going on after your, your, your CrossFit games experience, which was your first year kind of out of the blue, completely surprised. You're riding the high and you're coming into the open season and everything seems to be going really well through opening quarters. Am I, am I on track yet still?
2: Oh Yeah. My best open and best quarterfinals, hands down.
0: And so then you get to Syndicate Crown, the first week of the semis. I run into you guys a couple times. Um, You seemed like in good spirits going in. You seemed like everything was great. And then what happened that weekend that surprised you?
2: I think a lot surprised me. Number one, I knew... The workouts were good, but they weren't by any means a strong suit for me. So I knew I was going to have to fight all weekend. And then the girls at Syndicate were just really good that weekend. And I had to be even better, but they all kind of rose up to the challenge. And you look at the top five, none of them really had any mistakes. I almost needed one of them to make a mistake so I could get in, but they were just all super consistent and really good. So it just put me in a pickle that I just couldn't work my way out of.
0: What I found as an observer, very interesting is the barbell complex led off the weekend. Right. And all of the big names, um, struggled with that. Right. So it wasn't just you in a pickle. It was Christie O'Connell. It was Haley Adams. You know, you're all fighting for that. And there's names up on the leaderboard that frankly, most people have never heard of. Yeah. They were strong. And so Dylan, as, as the husband, what's going through your head as the weekend's progressing?
1: Man, um, you know, so like you were saying, like we wrote a super big high through the off season and, uh, I've touched on it with Ariel a little bit, but you know, one thing she, I think lacked going in through a lot of this was confidence and, uh, she got a lot of confidence through the off season. And she did go into the syndicate super confident. Um, I don't know if there's a time that she's probably been more confident going into a competition. And uh, I think that's super important to have the confidence going into any kind of competition or just anything you do. You know, for instance, with uh, your podcast, um, you have to be confident in what you do if you want to do well at it. But I also think there's uh, a line that you have to ride on that confidence. And, um, you know, she, I don't want to say what set, would say like a shoe-in for the games, but she definitely thought that-
2: I expected.
1: She expected that she was gonna um, be at the games for sure. And um, I think honestly, there was maybe um, a tad bit of overconfidence to where um, she, of course she worked hard, but every athlete there works really hard. You know, I think, um, it, I think every athlete is deserving of um, a game spot because I see how much, you know, effort Ariel puts in and I know they all do that. And then it's gut-wrenching when something doesn't go to plan and uh, you don't make it to the game. So I just felt like um, confidence is great, but you still have to have that hunger. And I think, uh, you know, if we look like maybe at Tia she is really confident but i think she stays so hungry that she doesn't let that confidence then overshadow that and she is hungry to always like prove herself and so um i just think ariel came into this maybe a little overconfident and uh just knew that she or i just feel like she got humbled in a good way that it takes you know more than just being you know like overly confident to make it to the next stage um so she definitely got the confidence but um you know i I, I don't know i don't know exactly where i'm 100 percent going with that but uh,
0: i think you've said it really well because it actually matches some of my notes yeah here right and and so one question i had for you is do you think at any point you were playing it safe i
2: wouldn't say necessarily playing it safe safe but like oh okay i got 6 in this workout that's a good score okay i got 7th in this workout that's a good score not like clawing my way for top 5 finishes as much as i should have
0: and the reason i asked that is last year when you were at granite games it was all new you didn't you never had the games before so there was no fear of losing it cuz you never had it right right this year, you know what it is now. You've had it before, and you won it again. And it's a, it's an adage in all, all sports, right? You play not to lose instead of playing to win.
2: Right. Yeah, when and I was sometimes like, I just want to come sh- back and spot. bite you. Yeah, exactly. But I'm so um, glad it did because I was kind of like chilled all weekend. Even if I would have got fifth place it's so much more satisfying what happened with the last chance qualifier qualifying that way. than it would have been, Hey, I got fifth place. I got by through the claw or like the skin of my teeth. Now it's, you know, I fought for it and I feel super confident going into the games because I've worked hard.
1: Yeah. I just, I think it was a great humbling experience. Like I was just kind of, you know, pointing out is I felt she did come in a tad bit overconfident and um, I think it just kind of, um, humbled her in that experience that it still takes like super hard. Like you're saying, you got to claw or Ariel was saying, you got to claw your way, you know, up the, every workout to get to the games. It's by no means an easy feat.
0: Yeah. And I, um, I, I like how you said you talk about confidence because it's, it's fragile too. Confidence can, can come and go. You, you used my podcast as a, an example I have a bad show. And all of a sudden, like I start questioning myself, right? I've done 400 of these. I'm going to have a bad show, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that, and and I should be confident, but it doesn't mean that it it stays there. But what is beautiful is you go to the last chance qualifier and you put on a show. Like it wasn't just by the skin of your teeth. It was uh, this is mine and I am taking it.
2: Right. Almost to the point to where it was like in some workouts um, it was by one rep that I won. And in some by, it was like um, 10 seconds, but it was like, I don't care. I want do when he was cheering, he would say, I want to leave no doubt. Like one of those spots, if I'm going to earn it, I want to earn it fair and square.
0: Yeah. I, um, it, it's, it was just beautiful to watch right you won by 40 points there was no doubt mm-hmm. you won right. three or four events and i would say going in i was probably following your career i was probably most confident in event two for you
2: yeah same, same. that's the one event i expected like oh, okay i would expect to win this and it was the one event i did not
0: <laughs> right like it's crazy yeah. And you dominated some of those. So it was, uh, it it just was beautiful to watch. Cause I I tell people, I actually, I was watching Savon one night and they were talking about you. Yeah. How that Ariel is the people don't realize how fast she is on her hands.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And I had the, the um, privilege of being right beside her on at lane 10 at syndicate when she crushed that. that workout and i was like they were they were not even mentioning her as someone fast on their hands and i that's when i piped in and they actually put it up yeah, absolutely.
1: yeah i saw that i mentioned it to her that you had i uh, gave her a shout out that ariel uh, took second at the syndicate she's pretty fast on her hands you mm-hmm. know and that was 400 meters i think uh, of so. mm-hmm. running on your hands so running on your hands
2: 400 feet. Yeah. Oh,
1: 400 feet. You're right. You're right. But so you're talking yeah. about these feet on feet. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, to be super, so, super impressive.
0: Are you glad it turned out that way that the, the workout you were most confident in wasn't necessarily your best workout?
2: I don't know. It was just a weird one because I PR'd my row. My old row PR was like 740. I got off the rower at like 725 more time than I expected to have. It was just so surprising that I was like, oh, this one's easily. I got off the rower fast. That means I can walk on my hands fast, but just seeing like a little bit of that confidence that like the other girls are that good too. They're getting off the rower at the same time and still moving fast. I wasn't going as fasted as I anticipated, I think.
0: So we talked about that event with Emily on Tuesday night on this show. And she said that she was talking to you. Oh, my goodness. Speaking of the Ross, this is for Kyle.
2: <laughs> Will you accept the Rose? Will you accept
1: my Rose?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You get it. You get it. Get it. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. Oh, I know. I totally get it. Uh, for, for the listeners that are not familiar with Kyle and oh, Emily Rolfe, really Kyle and, and Dylan are... Soulmates, yeah, and uh, they are—they are to have a rose ceremony, I believe, at the CrossFit Games.
1: This is the at least I'm Kyle's
0: wondering. hoping. Kyle's hoping yeah, Kyle for a rose, hoping. rose ceremony at the CrossFit yeah. Games. All
1: right. Sorry, I interrupted you there. As soon as you as uh, talked about the Rolfs, I just had to had to bring the rose
0: out. your prop. Yeah. So we talked to Emily and she said that you gave her a time on the row and she was like, no, that is way too slow.
2: I told her, I was like, my goal is to get off about 740 at the fastest. And she was like, Ariel, that has to be at the slowest. She's like, you need to shoot for 730 to 740. If you get off after 740, you're not going to get top five in this event. And I was just like, oh, that was harsh. But I needed to hear that because she's a good rower. So I wanted to hear the approach of a good rower. How would they attack this workout? Because that's how some of my competitors are.
1: She but didn't ask it was my good. advice.
2: <laughs> I trusted Emily. <laughs> she didn't let me down. It was great.
0: I think one thing I learned with the Rolfs on Tuesday night is they are very much strategists. Kyle, especially.
1: Kyle, Um, Kyle, uh, definitely, I think he puts a lot of effort into what they do. And um, you can definitely see that when he's talking, you know, statistics on how long everything should take. Because when me and him talk, he's like, this should take that long. This should take that long. There's probably a pretty good time.
2: He Um, actually got in my head a little bit. The, The first last chance qualifier workout was the bar muscle up and thrusters. And I had done it that night and got in 29 reps and Dylan told Kyle and Kyle was like, Oh, I don't know if that's good enough. She might need to redo that one. And so it put it in my head. Like, do I need to redo this workout? Do I need to be shooting for 30 to 40 reps? And then can you imagine if I would have redone it, if I would have won it and then redid it, got more reps and just want, won- <laughs> <laughs> but he was yeah. so strategy strategizing it that he made us, um, second guess. Second guess yeah. yeah
0: yeah and I know I know a lot of people a lot of the analysts were looking more at forty reps as what it would take to win, so yeah. the fact that you won at twenty nine like and I'm glad it's you hard. didn't redo it,
2: oh my goodness me too, holy moly,
0: so uh cat just popped in that my favorite part of last chance was hearing Dylan say, Smooth is fast, baby <laughs>
1: You know, uh, after watching those, I'm like, man, that guy is so annoying.
2: So yeah. they would put, they posted the workouts on the CrossFit Games YouTube for people to watch. You wouldn't get how many people commented, like, I wonder how many times this guy says baby. Can you get that one guy to be quiet? Because <laughs> he's right by the camera. I agree. one's passionate. I agree 100%. That guy used to be
1: quiet, but I'm in the zone. Nobody understands when Ariel is doing her workout. Um, there's actually a few instances where two, Ari- instances. two instances where Ariel is being a mom during the workout. I'm supposed to be a dad, but I'm being a cheerleader.
2: The last 150 meters of my PRing my 2K, I'm rowing and Blakely's sobbing her eyeballs out. Um and nobody pays attention because they're all cheering me on. I'm and sorry, I'm all just like, Dylan. Blakely help her <laughs> I'm just like dying so,
1: yeah, if you if you go back and rewatch the video you'll actually hear for the last 200 meters I'm not cheering at all you're like oh man it's blissfully quiet here it's because actually it had to go be a dad because Ariel pointed out that our uh, daughter was crying
2: I think it just got too loud for her
1: yeah it just got really loud in there for her she's not too Big of a fan, loud noises.
2: So. And then on the burpee box jump over workout, the final one, I'm on my second set of 50. And I'm so used to working out and just checking on my kid because she's in the kid room. And so I'm on my burpee box jump overs and I look over and Blakely's by the door crying. So I'm like jumping over my box and like pointing to the door, like, someone help. I'm not going to stop right now. <laughs> but Dylan got that signal uh, and we were good. Moral of the
1: story I'm a good cheerleader, but a bad dad. <laughs> whatever well i
0: want to say a couple people have yelled hi um matt ruiz in the comments oh yeah hey Uh, Hey, matt Ariel's coach yeah cat cat Shear, and um we got dudley walden saying always a mom first yep that's true so let's talk about matt because he is he's a newer coach for you right like from since last season you started working with matt um What has that change been like for you?
2: It's been effortless. and like, I kind of lose track of how long he's been my coach because it just seems like it's been forever. But I always tell everybody, Matt just has such a servant heart. So what immediately like drew me to Matt and his personality was we'd show up to do the workouts and he would set everything up for us. We'd finish the workouts. He'd help us clean up, put it away, which seems so little. But it's just like, he's a team player. He's not going to show up and be too good to do anything like he's very good at his programming and even if you watch the last chance qualifier workouts i would show up to the gym he would have everything set up i would lay on the floor he would film it measure it just very servant which is just so refreshing and it's what i need i need someone who will show up and be there in my corner so it's exactly what um Exactly yeah. what I need in a coach.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's there every day for Ariel, you know, so.
2: He's got a full-time job. He has a family. It's not like he.
1: He definitely, uh, Um. he's definitely a blessing and just takes a lot of time out of his life. Like Ariel said, he's got a family. He's got three kids and a wife and he's got a full-time job and he's there every day helping Ariel train, you know, so definitely a blessing from
2: Yeah, And he's great because I could be like, hey, my back hurts today let's not do dumbbell snatches. Okay. What should we change it to? Whereas some coaches would be like, this is my programming. What do you mean? You're not going to do this. Just the level of comfortability we have with each other.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think people underestimate the relationship between athlete and coach, right? It has to be a give and take. And, um, and it's important because that's who you're depending on for your profession. Right. And they have to buy in just as much as you do.
2: Yeah. And they kind of don't get the same glory because they're kind of in the background.
0: Yeah. I think that's changing in CrossFit. I think over the last couple of years, some of the coaches are getting a little more notoriety. And and I truly believe it was the 2020 games where all the the only people allowed on the competition floor or in the area were one coach and the athlete because of COVID. Yep. So you, the like the documentary film, the coaches yelling at the the athletes or doing strategy with the athletes, and I think people love that. And now people are looking to see who the coaches are.
2: Yeah.
1: And, and also, uh, I want to just say like a shout out to Joel Hughes. I don't know if you know Joel, uh, former yeah, trainer, does team, uh, master of games champ, also uh, Ariel's training partner. He shows yeah. up know every day to help Ariel train as well so she just has a, I have great, a good team around. she has hugging. a really great team around her and a great community and um I just think that's like uh really important for her success yeah that she's had it's um so I just just want to give uh praise to those people because I don't think without them we would be you know here having this conversation at all
0: Mm -mm. yeah i um i think i I don't remember where when i told ariel but i ran into joel at uh tfx he actually came up to me to uh say hey aren't you the guy who interviewed ariel and then we got to talking and he told me he was her training partner he left out the part that he was a crossfit games champion yep
2: classic joel he's so humble he's a humble guy We do have a funny story for you about him, though. Kind of about all of it. So Joel is very humble. On the way back from Syndicate, wouldn't you know, do you know Noah Dean? He's usually an announcer at most of the Texas competitions. He was the Granite Games announcer and the Mac and the Syndicate syndicate. with the cowboy hat. He's on our flight. So is Madero's. So I'm on the flight and Joel Hughes. So Noah Dean comes walking down the airplane. We're all sitting in our seats. Noah Dean purposely gets on last and he goes holy crap it's Justin Medeiros the fittest man in the world everybody round of applause they all clap he walks about for five more seconds holy crap it's Ariel Owen the fittest moment of America everybody on the plane claps he's walking and then he gets to Joel Hughes Joel hates being called out like this holy crap it's Joel Hughes the 2019 Masters champ so everybody on the plane was just like what is going on but yeah, so lost, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was so yeah, funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I actually asked Joel to do an interview with me at TFX, and he said, "No, no, no. You don't want. I'm not interesting enough." He is. Yeah.
2: He is interesting. He's the most
1: interesting man in the world.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Eats his steak with ketchup. Sometimes <laughs> that is interesting.
0: <laughs> Disgusting, maybe interesting. <laughs> yeah um so i want to talk about blakely a little bit you know yeah. you're a mom you're a mom first it's evident in everything you do how do you balance training time blakely and a husband that works all day
2: husband's the easy part he keeps himself busy um i i like to think like i train a lot different than most great CrossFit Games athletes. So I'm in the gym right now from 11 to 1, 11 to 130. So you're talking two hours, two and a half hours in the gym. The gym I go to is great. They have a kid's room. There's a lady named Miss Brandy who walks in there will help me. There's a glass door. So middle of the workout, I can look over and make sure Blakely's okay. So I actually have it great being that I don't train crazy hours and being that Blakely is awesome and she'll be content with toys, with a snack, and just kind of playing, especially if there's other kids in there. So the balance part has actually been pretty nice, but now that game season is kind of ramping up a little bit, I I will take help. Like my mom will come in this weekend. She'll help me take care of Blakely. My sister will help me. So I have, like you said, I have a great team around me that knows when I need help, but I also try not to be at the gym for five hours a day while my daughter just sits there and watches me work out. <laughs> I've got a nice little balance.
0: So so what I meant about Dylan is not that he needs taken care of. Maybe he does. <laughs> I don't know. I do. I do. What okay. was more that because of his profession, he's not yeah. home a lot during the day. So you right. are left as kind of the, the sole provider for your daughter. Um, but then you have this community, which yeah. um, I guess is what I'm getting at that you lean on.
2: And what's nice and Matt, because he works so hard. Before I even started to become this CrossFit Games athlete, I was a stay-at-home mom because he works hard so I don't have to. So him providing for us lets me kind of like live my dream before it was a dream. But I do and, still cook dinner most nights. Yeah. So I still take care of him just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. She
0: makes it hard um, to lose weight. I, I want to say, Matt, has jumped in again and can't believe that Ariel went with the ketchup and steak story. Yeah. <laughs>
2: he knows he was there. <laughs> yeah,
0: and when
1: eat and steak. I'm not gonna
0: lie. Yeah. our friend, uh, Tom Lennon from uh type one lifting wanted to congratulate you on making the games as well.
2: Thank you.
0: Thank you. So, so speaking of, uh, Dylan's hard work, you're in a house. Are oh, you we in the house? No, we
2: broke this it. isn't the house, we broke into this but house. after the games, it will be the house.
0: But so, you, you are, you are there now.
1: No, we're so this is actually um, her sister and my sister-in-law's house that we brother brother-in-law, brother-in-law.
2: Yeah, we we're gonna go to our house. Her house is a little bit closer, so we made this work for tonight. So, this so, so, okay. so
1: actually, um. The thing was, after Ariel was going to be done with the last chance qualifier, if she didn't um, get that spot to go to the game, she was gonna, her job was going to be to start cleaning our house. It's that's, dirty. That's all we need right now, you know, from all that dust, from you know construction and everything. It just needs a good cleaning.
2: You yeah, want to so. talk about motivation? <laughs> just kidding.
1: <Yeah. laughs> That's the only reason she made it to the games because she did not want to clean the house. So actually, now um, I hired um, my dad's girlfriend to clean the house for us, and so she's getting over the next two weeks, getting a deep cleaning. And then, since it's so close to um, games time, we're just going to wait until after the games, and then finally
2: mm-hmm.
1: move in. So. I'm only a year behind schedule, but better late than never.
0: That's right. Yeah, I was going to tell our audience that if you don't know, uh, Dylan has been working on this house for 17 years now.
2: (laughs) His whole life. (laughs) life.
0: And, And it's almost done. It's almost done.
2: It is. We're literally just missing carpets. That's it. Yeah, they're going to put carpet in next week
1: and then done cleaning, and we're going to be in that puppy.
0: And I know that someone's going to be very happy when that happens.
2: Oh, yeah. Blakely. (laughs) We haven't, we actually haven't decided. We're not big animal people. So, like, we won't have dogs in the house or cats in the house. We're still debating letting Blakely in the house because she gets a little crazy. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
1: Actually, I'm debating whether Ariel (laughs) or Blakely can come to the house. I said they can live at my dad's and I will live at our house.
0: (laughs) You say this with a the silhouette of a black cat in the window behind you.
2: I know. <laughs> He's a superstar. That's my sister's cat. No, but we've um, worked hard for that house.
0: It's I, I awesome. want to go back to your relationships that you've built over the last year. Last year, you were a rookie at the games. You didn't know a lot of people in the sport, I'm guessing. Mm-mm. You've made Nobody. a lot of friends in a year.
2: Oh, Scott, you wouldn't believe it. The last chance qualifier, it warmed my heart. Like how many, to me, people I look up to reached out to me, like Haley Adams, Brooke Wells, Emma McQuaid, Christy O'Connell, like all these people, Emily Rolf, well, okay. we're already friends, Carrie Pierce, Pierce, just people that I look up to more than they know, messaged me through Instagram, just being like, give it all you've got. You've got this, I have no doubt, which just warmed my heart
0: even just knowing
2: them for one season they would take the time out of their day to think of me and message me that i've got this it's amazing
1: it is great to see the crossfit community like that because uh we've never experienced that and to know these you know big names to to be watching ariel and just to take the time out of their day to reach out to ariel and i think the biggest thing to me is just the the belief that they have in ariel because like the ones she named, you know, they believe that she could win it and that competition was stacked, you know, so that was really awesome to see those mm-hmm. people reach out to Ariel. I, I kept telling, I was like, you better tell, you better message them me back and thank them for their uh, believing in you.
2: Yeah, it was one of those they would message and I'd screenshot it and just be like, how is this happening right now? This is too cool.
0: I love that there's still a little bit of a fangirl left in you
2: <laughs> yeah. through this whole
0: process. Oh, yeah. Um, you've had a lot happen in a year. We've talked about this a couple nice. times, right? Yeah. You went from relative unknown to granite games champion to top 20 at the games. Podium at Wadapalooza. You've had a lot of you've got to do a lot of fun things in the last year. What's the highlight of that?
2: Honestly, this is gonna sound cheesy. But before traveling and stuff like this, me and Dylan really didn't go on any vacations, nor did we have any like alone time because we have a kiddo. So we've gotten me and Dylan have gotten to go on so many vacations. To me, they're vacations and I'm the one doing the hard work. But just like hanging out and going to a new city and exploring and meeting new friends with my husband is just so much fun. So CrossFit's helped me do that, but I wouldn't even say it's like the CrossFit part of it.
0: And that was my guess. Knowing, Getting yeah. to know you over the last year, I didn't think it would be anything on the floor. I thought it would no. be something outside.
2: Oh, yeah. It, it's been so much fun. And then I think now that I have friends going back to the games, um, like Dylan has friends too, like with Kyle. And then Haley Adams, when she, when she messaged me, she was like, I can't wait to see Dylan. I've got so many dad jokes for him. At Syndicate, Dylan would just like tell all these dad jokes. We're checking in. When athletes have to come through the Syndicate, you have to go through security. Dylan's never talked to Haley Adams before. I'm kind of standing behind her, like, hey, Haley, I don't know if you remember me. Dylan looks at the security card and then looks at Haley Adams and he's like, are you not going to check her permit? And Haley looks at him like, what the heck? And he's like, the permit for those guns. <laughs> And then Haley just cracks up. So after that moment, (laughs) him and Haley would just like tell little dad jokes back and forth all weekend. So just like seeing those kind of relationships, just like warms my heart. Sweet.
0: I got a dad joke for you, Dylan. You ready? Let's
1: hear it. I might steal it. (laughs) I, I,
0: I stunned my wife with it over the 4th of July weekend. So we went back to Pennsylvania. We're going past a cow field and you know, the hay that is rolled up. Yes, sir. I I said to my wife, you know, those are illegal now. And she said, they are. I'm like, yeah, they're illegal now. She goes, why? And I'm like, because the cows aren't getting a square meal.
2: (laughs) I like that. That's good.
1: Man, you make that up on the fly.
0: I think I heard it a while ago and just brought it back from the dead. I
2: like it. I like it. That was a good one. That is good.
0: Yeah, I've been I've been a dad for. It'll be 21 years this month, and uh, wow. so I got lots of dad jokes.
1: There you go. Well, if uh, I ever run short, I may give you a holler.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. So we've talked in the past about Jesus being number one in your life. Through all this stuff, all the super high highs of the last year, the low of the syndicate crown. How do you make sure that He stays there? I think it's a
2: daily thing, just like keeping your focus every day uh, you're in the word and it helps like like your glasses, that's like your lens that you see everything through. Because even every day of the last chance qualifier, it's easy to get overwhelmed, it's easy to put too much pressure on myself. But every day I feel like God would give me a verse of peace or comfort that just helped me remember like my identity isn't wrapped up in Ariel Lowen Games athlete, it's who I am as a mother, as a wife. I think just staying in the word and keeping my focus right has really helped.
1: Yeah, I think uh, to touch on that, you know, last week was it when the last trans qualifier happened? It feels so long ago. That was so exhausting. Yeah, was exhausting. I ain't gonna lie.
2: I felt a very terrible two days. <laughs> says after that.
0: says the guy che- just cheering and <laughs> watching on. Yeah,
2: right? <laughs> no, I'm telling you, Scott. From like twelve till three, when the Libra board was finalized. Oh, so much anxiety dylan's heart was probably like 150 beats per minute
1: i i was i was sick on um, saturday and sunday because i just think um i've never felt that kind of anxiety in my whole life <laughs> but um to touch back on kind of just keeping uh, Jesus as number one is i didn't even you know mention this to ariel but you know every thursday night we have a, a bible study with um some of our family and some of our friends And uh, I was kind of, you know, telling, in my mind, I was thinking, like, maybe we should cancel that so Ariel can um, rest and be prepared for Friday. But, um, like, I didn't even want to, I thought about asking her about that, but then I'm like, you know, the whole reason we are here in this moment is because God ordained it, in my opinion, and uh, I wasn't about to put CrossFit over God and so like um, I had that moment I had that moment in that thought and then I rationalized it and I'm like I'm not about to put CrossFit in front of God and so like um, I didn't even mention that to Ariel but that was a thought I had and I think it's just like she said you know daily being in the word and just um, in instances like that is we keep God number one and not now just because of this situation we're going to cancel a, a Bible study, which it might be minimal, but if we did that, they were putting CrossFit over God. So, um, just, you know, making sure that he stays number one for sure.
0: Do you have quiet time every day that you do this or do you do this together?
2: I do it personally alone.
1: She does it person alone. So, you know, um, I take I admire Ariel so much because I do see her dedication to the Lord. I lack in that area. That's something that I tried to work on. Um, Yours is
2: different though. Like he'll listen to scripture while he's working through his headphones. So it looks different for everybody. It's just when you have time.
1: Yeah. So, but definitely, I mean, it is, uh, one of my, one of the things I admire most about Ariel is her commitment to reading the word. Um, Cause those are the words of God, you know, that's, we can't get any closer to our creator than through the Bible that he has, the words that he's written. And so just seeing Ariel's commitment every morning that she reads the word and is in it. And, um, definitely is like very, i would to be the word like admire, admiring. So it helps me want to be a better follower you know, of Christ. So, but definitely, um, just uh you know learn from the best right
0: here we had uh alex gazan on (laughs) we had alex gazan and her husband jake on on sun monday monday and Mm -hmm. his job takes him away for like four months of the year uh because he works in california she's living in vegas and they make sure that they pray together every night before bed that's
2: sweet wow
1: that's awesome that's awesome just to
0: kind of keep that connection together and with God all, all yeah. in one. That's great.
1: Yeah. So like, well, yeah. we've, you know, go ahead. Scott.
0: I was just say, I was, I was going to steal that for me and my wife. I think that's a, like a cool thing to maybe try. That is,
1: it is. Yeah, it definitely is. I think, um, man, not only is that going to help you grow with God, but that's going to help you grow with your partner. Uh, you know, it's, it's an amazing thing for sure. You know, one thing me and Ariel uh, do every time before a conference a prayer. And it's just not, a, it's not a, just a prayer for her to do well, but, um, you know, it's being thankful for our, for our blessings, for these opportunities we get. And it's also a prayer for other athletes because uh, we do want everybody to do well and everybody to be healthy and safe. Um, You know, at the end of the day, like we were talking about before with all these people reaching out and stuff, it is a community. So uh, that prayer is not just for for Ariel, you know, it is uh, it is for the whole CrossFit community as a whole. And so. um, And I've gotten to see that through actually some of the other athletes that, you know, they. Get together and they'll have prayer before or something and. It is really cool to see God working. and You know, I forgot who mentioned it a while back ago, but you know, there is a lot of faith in CrossFit, you know, awesome to see God working in those ways.
0: I love it. I love that so many people are open with their faith in this sport. Um, It makes it so easy to follow and so easy to like people. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, not that I don't like all people, but you know, (laughs) How did that come out? Anyway, <laughs> Um perfect, Yeah. Nobody's perfect. I want to talk about going to the games this year. Last year was your first year. You probably didn't know what you were getting into. A 15 right. event, I don't know how many 15 event competitions you've ever done in your life. Um, None. I'm guessing that was the one. Mm-hmm. What are you doing differently this year to make sure that you are as prepared as possible? both from an athletic physical standpoint and mental, nutritional, all of that kind of stuff?
2: Yeah, last year, like you said, was the first. You don't know what to expect, so you kind of just do everything. Last year, I got shingles leading up to the games. I was very stressed. I wasn't in a good mental spot. There's a lot going on. So this year, I, I feel like it's a whole new season. Like I can't believe I only have, what, three weeks? three and a half weeks and I feel good physically, I feel good mentally. So it's really just riding that last chance qualifier wave. Cause the programming I was doing before the last chance qualifier really prepared me for that. So I'm gonna do the same programming with like a sprinkle of some other stuff and really just go into the games, feeling good and knowing that these girls are human. And like, now I understand like, Come Sunday, we're all going to be sore. We're all going to be beat up. We're all going to be broken. And that's part of the journey along the way. I, I just know what to expect in a way. And I'm so excited mentally and physically. But I will say, um, so we have, I don't know if you've seen on Instagram, we have what's called the lion's den at our house. So we'll move our dining room table and we'll pull out our Echo bike, our rower and skier. And we'll do 30 minutes straight of just cardio machine work, whatever. So we, after the last chance qualifier, after I made it, we're like, okay, we're going to continue doing this because it's helped so much. And Tuesday was the first time doing it again. And I just like, right before it started, I was just smiling and Dylan's like, why are you happy? And I was like, I'm just so thankful. I get to train for the games and do this lion's den workout again. So, Each workout of each day, I'm going to have that same mentality of like, I'm so thankful I get to train because I'm training because I'm into the games. And every athlete would kill to be in that position.
0: So Kat jumped in with, did she say shingles? I heard that's really painful.
2: It. I I actually thought I got a rash from the lake, swimming in the lake, but turns out um, it was shingles.
0: Yeah, I got them when I was in my 20s. Okay. It was one of the most painful things I ever went through. Really itchy? Mine was really itchy. No, mine was so sore to the touch. It was under my arm.
2: That's where mine was, right here. here.
0: Yeah, And when my arm touched my body, like it hurt bad. Oh. See, mine was just extremely itchy. Yeah. That's
1: no good. That was crazy. She also also Googled this, and you know when we Google things next thing, you know, we're going to die. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was no good. I mean, we did
1: have, you know, my, um,
2: a doctor look at it. My cousin is, uh, what is
1: she? A PA. A PA. And she did say that they were shingles. So yeah.
0: uh, Google confirmed it. Yeah. Got to Google it. It was bubonic plague on Google. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so, yeah. Another thing kind of just touch on the, on that is, um, like preparation for the games. You know, I think last year it being the first year and not knowing what to expect and you also want to do well, it being your first year. I just, I really want to emphasize to Ariel, especially like, you know, being thankful that we get to just be there is you still want to do well but I want her to have fun this year Um, cause who knows how many more times this is going to be a possibility. You know, we literally like got in there by the skin of our teeth this year. And, um, so I just uh, really want her, especially now that she has friends at the games, I want her to have fun at the games. And, um, I think that could do a lot.
0: Mm -hmm. So Kat says, I'm guessing you have a high pain tolerance. And I, and I think that's her way of saying (laughs) Scott is a wuss. (laughs) (laughs)
2: oh man
0: and then uh tom from type one lifting says does dylan have an md in google
2: i do i use it every day (laughs) we actually on the way (laughs) up here he's like i think i have mold poisoning google the symptoms
1: (laughs) my dad had a we had a leak over at my dad's um and so uh the water was kind of dripping behind the sheetrock for like a week or so before I had time to fix it and I uh, had been getting a few little headaches here and I was like hey google the symptoms of, of mold and so uh, she was all googling it and I was like are
2: there headaches in there are there headaches there's <laughs> headaches I have mold poisoning <laughs> I, don't I don't think know. it's
1: mold poison I just think it would state I that know. maybe there is mold <laughs> oh, there but... and it seemed like that was the issue that's just I think honestly still uh, reg- residual from anxiety that i had from the last chance qualifier i'm telling you it wiped me out
0: dylan i use that same story when my wife talks about her pregnancy about how it was so so hard on me and she i think wants to punch me every time i do that (laughs) (laughs) that's Uh,
2: a good point uh, i like it she doesn't know what i went through you're right i have no idea (laughs)
0: So the games are coming. You get to do things that you don't get to do any other time of the year. Yep. You know, you get the odd objects, you get the strong man, you get swimming, you get the long runs. What are you looking forward to the most?
2: Well, I really hope there's a pool swim this year. I'll be very excited if there's no open water in the, in the yucky Lake, but I'm excited for, I'm hoping there's some good running events. I feel like they haven't tested running throughout any of the stages. That I've been to besides shuttle runs. Looking forward to some um, running events. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens this year at the games. I feel good, like I'm ready to go and see where I stack up. I want to do a little bit better than last year, which was 14th. So I'm excited to see where the cards fall.
1: She said number
2: one.
1: Don't
0: last, God. Uh, then, 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 no, then no. we
2: know that it's a joke. That's a realist. <laughs> yeah. We're all realists. Let's be real.
0: Yeah. There's comments coming in. Um, women have no idea how bad it is on a man when he is sick.
2: <laughs> um,
0: and so I, I don't know how to phrase this, right? So if you would have made it into the games at syndicate in fifth place, Would you have been as confident as you are today after killing the last chance qualifier?
2: Not at all. I'm so thankful. Um, I didn't make it because it allowed me to like look at some holds I had personally, like big sets of chest bar. Um, I need to work on this, this, this. So it allowed me to kind of reevaluate things. So when the last chance came around, I was attacking those things, and I worked. I worked, I feel like really hard between syndicate and the qualifier that it kind of proved. I know what I'm, I don't want to say I know what I'm doing. I know what I need to work on. And I worked on it and it worked out good. So it definitely gave me some confidence. No. So.
0: How blessed are you that you were in the first week of the semis to have four weeks to those four weeks to prep for the last chance? i know so i had like one week of mental
2: feel sorry for yourself and then the next three weeks were like get over it let's train
0: i think what they call that one week to feel sorry for yourself the man flew yeah Yeah. (laughs) but not nearly
2: as bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, i I felt bad for the athletes who had to turn around and just compete in the last chance because mentally that would be really hard.
0: Yeah, I think I look at it two different ways. Like if you weren't if it wasn't in your mind that you were going to the games and you made it into that spot as a goal, you then you're kind of still in that that shape to keep kind of keep moving. But if it right. was a disappointment, that's a that takes some recovery.
2: And now that, that call far was stacked. Like I feel so proud the place I did because of how many good athletes were in
0: there. Yeah. Um, And there's been a lot of comments um, about that. I, there are people that it just blows my mind. Chloe Wilson's average finish at Granite games was 6.3.
2: Yeah. That's wild.
0: If in any other competition, you're go. You're in the top five, easy. And Granite Games was so stacked there. And then she goes to the last chance qualifier, and it may have been worse. Uh, we lost your internet for a second. All right. So, yeah, it's been super fun um, having Ariel and Dylan on. Um, they are amazing people. I'm so glad they took some time out to do this. Uh, they actually fully disconnected, so it looks like something really went wrong on their end. Um, Ariel, I think it should be commended at what she, the recovery she did to get back to the last chance qualifier in the shape she did and to dominate the way she did over some of the biggest names in the sport. Uh, we are so excited to have them on. Um, I'm glad you joined us tonight. So... um <laughs> Anyway, guys, what's going on? I know I saw some chat about uh, yeah, there was another drug pop today at uh, over in the UK. Um, they um, one of their members uh, in his statement said, "Hand and heart never took anything." Um, his teammates all made separate posts about that, but the appeal process isn't even fast enough to get through. Before they go back to the games Before they would have to go to the games So they their season is over um, With them um, We talked this afternoon on our show About Danielle Brandon And underdogs parting ways um, That was pretty big news This close to the games um, But we wish both of them the best And Ariel has made it back on Yay, Yay. There you go. Not a problem. I was riffing, which is what I'm terrible at. Um, (laughs) Whatever. I love talking to people. I don't like talking to myself. No, I don't blame you. So where you cut out was, what are you looking forward to most at the games? You said like running. And then we were talking about Granite Games, how... Chloe Wilson, for an example, went 6.3 and then even probably a harder competition at the last chance qualifier. Yeah. Um, When you have the names that end in daughter in a competition and uh, Chloe Wilson and, and then someone comes out of nowhere, Elena coming out of nowhere to take second. Yeah, that is, that's a huge feat. Yeah, it Um, is. What are your thoughts of what she did? Because she won the French throwdown, had three days to recover, and take second at the last chance qualifier.
2: Yeah, that's sweet. I didn't even know that until, I think Dylan had heard it from somewhere.
1: Yeah, I'm all, I'm all in, ever since Ariel um, made it to the games, I'm listening to all these podcasts, getting gathering all this information, and then basically spilling it on to Ariel. So I actually had listened to a podcast that she had done the French throwdown and only have like three, four days to recover. And so I just mentioned that to Ariel and she couldn't believe that she was able to go out there and still compete. And I think, you know, a lot of people from what I was listening to, anybody that did a French throwdown, because I guess there were a few men that were also in the last chess qualifier. Um they just kind of even though they were good, they kind of wrote them off just because they had done such a vigorous amount of work. A couple of days before the competition.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I heard the same stuff, Dylan, and uh, I think Kat's saying that uh, Elisa, as is, is in her name, she is much like you, where she just trains once a day.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. That's the secret. You don't need to do a lot. You just need to do a little bit, really intentional. At least that's what works for me. Athletes are different. Everywhere.
0: Yeah, high quality intensity. Yeah gets you a long way. Yeah.
2: Yeah, The
0: last question I have, last question I have for you, Ariel, is you have an MBA, Mm -hmm. you have your real estate license, you have all these degrees. You were a stay at home mom before you made the games. Is there ever, is there ever going to be a time where you're going to want to go back to work?
2: I would assume once Blakely's like in school and I have nothing to do all day because I do like working and I like certain tasks um, business-wise doing but right now I'm making decent money I feel like doing nothing (laughs) so I'm gonna let that continue as long as I can because it's like I'm living my dream life like I just can't even believe I can't even believe it
0: are there are there thoughts in your mind that if you can keep this rolling for a couple of years that you can modify what a work life looks like like you don't yeah. have to go back full time or you can focus on something that you want to focus on instead of
2: Yeah totally I I still can't wrap my head around the like how I how I get paid right now that I'm a considered a professional athlete it just seems too unreal but it, like let's say this continues for a few years I don't want to say you're set, but it's a good income to just keep going for the rest for as long as you're allowed to.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's talked about a lot, but if you do it right, you know, and you're kind to people while you're doing it, like you'll always have a place to, to, to be a sponsor. It may not be what you are today. Right. But you may be connected to a company or something in the future because of being nice to people today and people wanting to see you at events. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, I I have my MBA as well. So I'd like to think about the business side of things on that a little bit and how you can take what you're doing as a professional athlete and twist it into a career post post athlete part. Yeah. And any thoughts of coaching or anything like that in the future?
2: I don't like coaching adults. So no adults. The only thing I would do that I enjoy is once we finish our house, maybe put a little gymnastics gym in the back and like coach children's gymnastics. But I don't CrossFit is my hobby. And I don't want to mix work and hobby like that in any capacity. And adults don't listen. I find kids. You can tell them, to do a handstand, put your feet together. They'll do it. Adults will be like, oh, oh, my handstand walks are horrible. And I'm like, when's the last time you handstand walked? Two months ago, but they're not getting better. And I'm like, you got to get upside down. I just, I enjoy working with kiddos.
0: Yeah. And Dylan, are you, are you crossfitting yet?
1: Uh man, a little bit. doing. Really, all my CrossFit is what we do with the machines, but I do have a bet going on with my brother-in-law for the open, and uh, whoever ranks the highest wins six hundred and fifty bucks in the open. So I am going to start preparing for that once uh, my coach is done.
0: Being an athlete. Being an
1: athlete. Over at the games.
0: All right. Well, I, we'll have to have you I back lose. on to find out how that goes.
1: Yeah. I lose if she's my coach.
0: <laughs> That's a good point. The only ways you can lose is if you don't listen to your coach. <laughs>
2: oh, true. true. Got him. But he will help me train for the games, which I'm very thankful for. Yesterday, we did. I did a 12 mile bike ride, and it. We have like a little loop around our place, so like I rode it 12 miles. He rode it cool. four miles home. So he likes to dabble a little bit in there. So-
1: so it was funny um i thought i was gonna put because
2: we did um, like four, four mile four increments mile
1: increments on a time trial and so the four miles i rode home i was like man i'm gonna dust her four mile uh her four mile time lapses i beat her by 30 seconds
2: and, and he was I, fresh
1: and i was fresh and i was i felt like i was going hard the whole time i mean i was in like um fatigued or anything at the end. I just thought I was putting a good four mile run together. I thought I was hauling butt. And then we get there, I'm like, what did I get? Did I beat you by like two, three minutes? And she's like, no. You got me by 30 seconds. I'm super disappointed. Super <laughs> disappointed.
0: She is a games athlete.
1: That's what I have to remind myself.
0: <laughs> and now she's a two-time games athlete. That's right.
1: Awesome.
0: (laughs) Well, guys, it is it is a blast as always. Um, Thank you so much for jumping on.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us. You know, we love it.
0: You do. Appreciate
1: it, man. Hope to see you at the games.
0: Yeah, I hope we I hope we get there.
1: Did you uh, get your credentials yet? Because I heard you're fighting that right now.
0: We are supposed to hear tomorrow. Okay.
1: Okay awesome man well uh, we'll have a prayer for it and be rooting for that
0: to happen thank you so much we appreciate that yes sir no problem thank you for joining us on the clydesdale fitness and friends podcast remember you can find us now on youtube as well as all major podcast platforms please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.